0: You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Hello, friends, patriots, and carbon-based life forms. It is Wednesday, June 17th, Walters World Wednesday, and this is the Walters World podcast. Uh, I'm going to be going solo today. Usually we have a guest, but it's just going to be me today. And uh, let's talk about the news, so we'll get right into it. So this first topic is going to be a combination of uh, the sports and politics worlds. I'm sure we all love it when our sports get politicized. I know I sure do. So Mike Gundy, the head coach for Oklahoma State football, was seen on Twitter in a a picture that someone tweeted on a fishing trip wearing a One America News shirt. Now if you're familiar with One America News, it's a right-leaning outlet uh, they have a TV channel. But anyway, if you're familiar with them, uh, you know that they're a, a more right-leaning news outlet. So, so anyway, um, Mike Gundy is seen wearing an OAN t-shirt, and this immediately sparks controversy, mainly from the star running back at OK State, Chubba Hubbard. And he issued a tweet to Mike Gundy. Let me pull it up and read it for you. And before I read this, I want to give the context of the photo. Mike Gundy is literally doing nothing in this picture. He is at Lake Texoma on the dock, and he's on the right wearing an OAN t-shirt. So Chubba Hubbard quote retweets this tweet from Kyle Boone. Kyle Boone is the one who tweeted the, the picture of Mike Gundy. Chubba Hubbard says, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. So Chuba Hubbard is basically saying that he's not decommitting, but he's basically saying that he won't have affiliation with the university until Mike Gundy changes his beliefs or issues an apology. I don't know. But he makes it very clear that he will not stand for his head coach wearing an OAN t-shirt. Now, out of the things that Mike Gundy could be wearing that would potentially push tensions up, an OAN t-shirt is at, like, the bottom of that list. And it's it's just a news outlet, that, and they've said nothing, they've done nothing wrong. I'm sure he'd never even heard of OAN until this happened. So he calls out Mike Gundy for wearing the OAN t-shirt, and for some context on Mike Gundy, he he has a history of being a pretty outstanding conservative guy. He's been a pretty outspoken conservative. He's not really hidden his beliefs away. I mean, he even has a mullet, for God's sake. But he's being attacked by Shuba Hubbard for wearing this t-shirt. And you would think, being the outspoken conservative guy that he is, he would either not respond or tell him to pack up and leave or decommit or whatever. That is the exact opposite of what he does. So yesterday, uh, June 16th, on his Twitter page, he issued an apology via video, and uh, I I will play it for you really quick just to show the kind of lack of backbone by Coach Gundy here.
1: I had a great meeting with our team today. Our players expressed their feelings as individuals and as team members. They helped me see through their eyes how the t-shirt affected their hearts. Once I learned how that network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted and knew it was completely unacceptable to me. I want to apologize to all members of our team, former players and their families for the pain and discomfort that has been caused over the last two days. Black lives matter to me, our players matter to me. These meetings with our team have been eye-opening and will result in positive changes for Oklahoma State football. I sincerely hope the Oklahoma State family near and far will accept my humble apology as we move forward.
0: So, uh, wow. There you go. That is Mike Gundy's apology, and I just want to go over a little bit of that. My favorite part is where he says, They helped me see through their eyes how the t-shirt affected their hearts. It is a t-shirt. It is nothing more than a garment, and you're letting it affect your heart. You're letting it do that to you? Really? If if a t-shirt makes you that uncomfortable and angry, there is another problem going on. I, I just don't, I don't understand how you can be that offended and threaten to decommit from a university giving a scholarship to you over your coach's t-shirt. And then, you know, the whole apology to me is just kind of ridiculous in and of itself. I mean, really, Mike Gundy? You're letting a 21-year-old from Canada? He's not even from here. From Canada, walk all over you like that? You're gonna let him do that to you? Knowing who Mike Gundy was and how outspoken of a guy he was, like I really liked Mike Gundy before all this. It's sad, but it's also really funny to see him cave like that. And here's another thing I want to bring up. You know, he's he's in a fishing in a fishing dock. He's wearing his OAN T-shirt and Twitter explodes, the internet explodes, fire Mike Gundy. It's ridiculous that a t-shirt causes that to begin with. But the same people calling out Mike Gundy for wearing an OAN t-shirt have no problem with Colin Kaepernick wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt in an interview. I mean, OAN is a conservative news network, Fidel Castro is a communist dictator who wasn't democratically elected at all. He killed 11,000 people, and that's just to date. Sure, they'll discover way more. And they have no problem with that. But Mike Gundy wearing an OAN t-shirt makes him worthy of being canceled? I mean, come on. It's just, it's it's hypocrisy over and over again. And, you know, I guess I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't, be mad at Colin Kaepernick for wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt because Fidel Castro is like their god. But it's just, it's just sad that that's what it's gotten to, that you can't wear a, a conservative news outlet t-shirt, but if you want to literally worship Fidel Castro, go right ahead. You know, so that just shows you how crazy and idiotic the left is and the media as well. So anyway, there's my monologue rant on Mike Gundy and his OAN t-shirt. So let's move into the second topic for the day. So there's a statue in Boston, right, of Abraham Lincoln. I believe it's called the Emancipation Statue. And it's Abraham Lincoln standing there, and there's a freed slave right beside him. And mind you, this statue was paid for by freed slaves, it's over 140 years old, so the Boston leftist mayor is weighing his options and considering tearing it down. Now, this should come as no surprise, but it's just, you really wonder what their agenda is, right? Because they talk about tearing down the Confederate statues and all that, you know, that's that's understandable from their point of view, okay? But Abraham Lincoln... A guy who literally freed the slaves. I mean, he's like the original OG Black Lives Matter activist. I can't understand why they'd want to tear down a statue of him. I mean, even with the freed slave, it's it's a symbol of emancipation. It's a, it's a symbol of equality. So I don't understand why they'd want to tear that down if their agenda is to just get rid of all the bad slave statues, Confederate statues. But when you really look at it, They don't just want to tear down Confederate statues. They don't just want to tear down down statues that put slave trading on a pedestal. They want to get rid of all history. They hate America. They hate American history. They want to wipe out everything they can. It's synonymous to book burning. They, They don't want to see American history up on a pedestal. And they can't accept that even people that did bad things also created great good for this country. So that's one of the reasons I can, I can see them doing it. But it's just, it's just crazy that the Boston mayor would even do that. You know, I mean, in Seattle, I know it's different cities, I know it's different mayors, but in Seattle, there's literally a statue of Vladimir Lenin. I mean, this is a guy who's responsible for well in excess of 3 million unnecessary deaths under his communist rule of Russia. You know, why aren't they trying to tear his statue down? he's a bad guy. I mean, you kill three million people, I think it's safe to say that you're a bad guy. So why don't they want to tear down his statue? Because it's not American history. He's a communist. They worship him. They want to preserve him and put him on a pedestal as much as they can. So that's why that is. They don't care so much about the slaves they don't care so much about confederate monuments they care about erasing american history as much as they can because they're going to get the statues first then what's next the history books i mean they're going to rewrite history in their favor they want to destroy american history and they more importantly want to destroy america this this kind of revolves back around what happened with mike gundy if you give them an inch they will take a mile We're giving them all these statues to tear down. We're letting them do it. And they're going to eventually get way more than we're giving them. You know, it starts with statues. Then where does it go? It's a slippery slope, and they're never going to stop doing this stuff. And one leftist argument I've heard um, about the statues, they'll say, oh, well, it's all still in the history books. It's all still on the Internet. You know, we just don't want to put slave trading and confederacy up on a pedestal. And, you know, that would make sense, right, if they weren't literally trying to tear down a statue of Abraham Lincoln who quite literally freed the slaves. So that it just doesn't make sense to me how you, we can sit here and just let them tear down whatever they want because we're giving them too much. They're not going to stop, and that's my biggest issue with it. So next, let's talk about CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or as it is now known, CHOP, Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. And it's really interesting why they changed the name, and I'll get into that in a second. But anyway, CHAZ, or CHOP, uh, has come to light recently in the last week or so, and pretty much um, some protesters, Antifa, ETC, uh, they have come up with this area, I think it's about six city blocks, and, and is basically like their own little country. I guess they just sit in there and eat bread and worship Chairman Mao and drink soy milk all day, but anyway, it's located in Seattle, um, which is quickly becoming even more of a liberal hotspot than California and Los Angeles, you know, the state of Washington it's, it's rising up to be a pretty deep blue area. And so anyway, um, this all started last week or the week before, but basically now they've changed the name to CHOP, which I mentioned before is Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. And <laughs> it's really funny the reason, I cannot 100% confirm this, but on the Michael Knowles show yesterday, he talked about, he, how he knew someone that was close with the Capitol Hill-occupied protesters. And apparently the reason they changed the name was because they could still receive welfare from the U.S. by doing that. Because when it was the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, it was viewed as, as almost like a different country, and they didn't want to lose their welfare checks. I mean, I guess, I guess they could still get, like, foreign aid, which is pretty much the same thing when you really think about it, but... So anyway, that is what I heard and it seems pretty plausible to me. And, and my fav- my favorite thing about chop, Chaz, whatever, whatever it wants to be called, I hope it is the right pronoun. I, maybe I should be using they. but anyway, so so in chop, um, they have pretty pretty rigid borders with armed guards around them and they're defending the perimeter border patrol I guess you could call them but anyway it's just funny that they have armed guards and borders when when they were a part of the US <laughs> they were they were against cops they were against borders they were against guns and now they have all of those things and to me it's just hilarious to see these radical leftists and antifa trying to run their own country Of course, I guess it's not really their own country anymore. They only lasted like a week or two. They didn't even have time to join the UN. I mean, but we're glad to have them back as a state. So anyway, that's that's chop for you, the little confederation of darlings up there in Seattle. So for our last topic, we're going to move into the Trump rally. It is on June 20th in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this will be Trump's first rally since COVID-19 quarantine lockdown. It's going to be a pretty big deal, and it's going to be held in an arena in Tulsa. And so one thing going around social media, TikTok, Instagram, someone made a video, and it was it was like claiming authority she was like well I've worked on a political campaign before and if you go to Donald Trump's website and you sign up for tickets for the Tulsa Oklahoma rally they have to give them to you and then if, if enough of us liberal gang members if we all order them and gang up online then they'll sell out of tickets and then no one's gonna be at the rally and it's just so funny that people think that like are they stupid do they not realize that you can't sell out of online tickets, and they just it's first come first serve. Whoever gets there gets a seat. Have they never seen a Trump rally on TV? I mean, the lines for the bathroom at Trump rallies are longer than anything at Biden or Warren or Bernie or anything else. In in one in Florida recently, there were more people outside than inside. So number one, the tickets are no more than an RSVP, if you will, and. If you don't show up to the Tulsa rally and you're a Democrat just trying to book up spots, you are an idiot. I mean, how ignorant do you have to be? So another thing that's really funny about this Trump rally is, okay, so first off, let's, let's go over the population of Oklahoma. Oklahoma has about 3.9 million people living in it. To give you a perspective, this Trump rally has 1 million tickets booked up. Now, granted, a, a good 30 or 40%, I would say, of those are probably people on social media just mass claiming Trump tickets so they can try to sell out the rally, which isn't going to happen, which they haven't figured out yet, I guess. So, anyway, that that's probably a good 30 or 40%, but still... Literally a quarter of the Oklahoma population has tickets for this rally. You know, not all of them are from Oklahoma. Some of them are fake tickets from Democrats. But that is a lot of people. And I guarantee you that arena probably only holds like twenty or 30,000. This is going to be a packed show. And even before a lot of this ticket booking started... The Trump campaign revealed that they had like 220,000 tickets sold already. Well, not sold. I mean, they're free tickets, but you know, tickets claimed. So if they think they're making a dent, they're not. But it's just really funny to see them waste their time on it. And if nothing else, they're making the Trump campaign look good. I mean, he literally has 1 million ticket sales for this one rally. And I, I don't think he's ever had that many before. I mean, he might have at it, it a bigger venue, but that is making the Trump campaign look so good and the tickets aren't being wasted because it's first come, first serve. If you reserve a ticket and you don't show up, well, that's no problem for Trump and his campaign because the first 19,000 or however many the arena can hold, those people are going to get in first and then everyone else and... The, the people that didn't show up, like the Democrats booking tickets online, you know, they'll be outside or not there. And there is guaranteed to be way, 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 way more than 19,000 people there. So, you know, they're just making the Trump campaign look better and better. And it's so funny that they think they're making a difference. And yet they're really just making Trump look way better. It's, it's so comical to me when leftists screw up like that and it just shows how little knowledge they have. I mean, what rallies do they have? I mean, Biden goes in like a church basement and there's three people there. B- Bernie probably, you know, sells out a bingo hall every now and then. They they don't have any rallies like we do. They don't have big entertainment in arenas. They don't they don't have that like we have with Trump. And so they have no idea how rallies even work. And another part of this rally um so, uh, this rally was originally scheduled for June 19th, which is Juneteenth, which if you're not familiar with that holiday, was the day that fr- uh, slaves were freed in Texas. So anyway, this is what kind of first sparked the, uh, the resent behind this rally, which I can kind of see coming from a leftist standpoint, but tr- Trump realized that and a lot of people Complained about it on Instagram, Twitter, social, all social media, really. And Trump noticed this, and he realized it was on Juneteenth, so he actually changed it to the day after, which is June 20th, which shows that Trump actually pays attention to what people tell him. Um, you know, what? regardless of the politics on the date or whatever, he does at least pretend like he's listening sometimes, but I'm sure that would get ignored by the left totally because, you know, he's, he's a racist anyway, so it doesn't really matter what he does. Um, he's just automatically canceled, even though he did uh, accept their request and really look at it and fix what they wanted him to fix and move the day. But, you know, he, he's a racist, though, so you, you, whatever he does, he's not going to get credit for. And, you know, that's largely attributable to the fact that He's just a racist. Did I mention he's a racist? Did you know Trump was a racist? He, he, he's a racist, by the way, if, if you hadn't heard that from, from every leftist ever. Anyway, that's about all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It was a pleasure to spend this time with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, or quite frankly, even if you didn't, uh, I'd appreciate it if you could give it a five-star rating. Subscribe. Uh, do it on your phone, steal your friend's phone, steal your parent's phone. But yes, we, uh, we surely do appreciate those, those good ratings. So once again, thank you for tuning in today, and we will see you next week for another episode of Walter's World.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come.